Man hit the vape. <laughs> I've just hit. I'm really full, to be fair. I don't yes. know. Um, how was house feelings? Uh, yeah, it was alright. Found a place that I thought I was gonna put an offer on, but uh, after further review, I think yeah. there's just not enough space there. Um, but it's going alright. I'm trying to. It's a struggle to find somewhere that's like decent amount of space because, mm-hmm. like, both me and my girl work from home a couple of days a week, so I need like space for us to both kind of be able to exist there. Yeah, and also like, do you know what I mean? Like maybe a place for dining table if there's one there, things like that. It's a tough thing to kind of try right. to navigate. Nazi with it. Yeah, a little bit, man. Trying to get some some going. I like it. So, um, how's how's everything going? Give people like a a, a broad update of kind of where you're at, what you're doing, what the plan is. Yeah, cool. Um, so obviously, uh, I'm a I'm not a bodybuilder. Uh, like that's not my uh my thing. But I mean, I guess in terms of like my training outlook and everything and uh, way of life, it is very much in the same vein as like bodybuilding. But um, I work full time, and you know, I just try my best to uh, you know progress as best I can alongside work and all other commitments that come with life and stuff like that. Um, I kind of say that I cruise between like 80, 90% um in terms of bodybuilding and leave. 20 to 10, depending on, you know, whether it's, well, really depending on whether it's summer or not. And I'm going to be going to festivals and stuff uh, and work out how much time there is there. But yeah, at the moment, I'm um, trying to get shredded. Um, me and Max completed about six and a half months uh, push-up phase, uh, which went really well. So now since then, we're trying to get shredded. I think I'm about, in total, about 15 weeks in, mm-hmm. but... I kind of did the first 12 weeks I went to a festival I went on holiday and I had uh two work parties in that time as well so it was uh to say it was suboptimal would be uh quite quite generous it was pretty up but I still took off about four or five kilos in that time which is all right for still kind of doing everything else and then when I came back from uh the last festival I was just like to Max you know what like that's uh let's let's just push it a bit more now i haven't really got anything planned um for the next few weeks so maybe let's just look at like eight weeks or so um kind of dig in properly and so since then taking off about taking off about almost five kilos which kind of shows the difference between like t- 10 weeks worth of work but still kind of being more balanced yeah. uh five kilos versus three four weeks worth of like strict 100 percent work and that's you know almost another same amount done in like less than half the time so yeah, yeah. interesting how are you um how are you finding like the cut currently like how how where's your head at with like everything so i'm in a good spot now i had a bit of a wobble like a week and a half ago mm-hmm. where i was just suddenly mm-hmm. like i think the problem is when you don't um and you might be able to relate to this but when you don't have like an actual end thing that you're going for right if it's not like a show or a photo shoot or something it's a bit like what am I it's all up to you right do you know what I mean so it's like it's it's like well I could I, I could actually stop this at any time hmm. and obviously you you can do that anyway if you're if you're prepping for a show and stuff but it's different because you have an actual um you know uh finite goal in mind so I had a kind of bit of a mental wobble where I was like is there, is there really any need for me to even be cutting right now? Like, 
I was like looking in the mirror and I was like, I think I look fine. You know what I mean? I'm mm. like, this is all right. But then I was like, you know, this is stupid. You know, you actually want to, but mm. things are getting a bit difficult. And like, again, it's one of those ones where it's, it's actually that deep, eating a bit less food and uh, jumping on a Stairmaster in the morning. It's really not. Um, but sometimes, sometimes it just gets in your head, you know what I mean? And you feel like you're like climbing my Everest. Yeah. No, I mean, like I was, I had the wobble, the kind of, the I think it was like a week before yours. Yeah, it was very similar to you in terms of like, yeah, I have Vegas, which I'm prepping for. But like, in reality, I'm not going to be taking my top off. Like they're they're, dead. In my head, head, I was like, why am I doing this? I mean, especially when you're surrounded, when we're in a group chat with people who are, you know, competing, all this kind of stuff, you start like, I I think even like subconsciously, you start comparing yourself to these people and you're like yeah. oh why why am I not looking like that or like what's the point in me actually doing this like why am I actually pushing it this hard and like you said in terms of like having a, a end goal sometimes if it's not like really meaningful to you in a way it's like is there a point in me pushing this and I think as well like the thing for me was like I didn't want to bring it up because I almost felt guilty that these guys were going for a prep. So I know they're pushing it a lot more aggressive and I'm like, they're not bitching about it. So why should I like bring it up? But I think there's this thing where like every single person is going to have their own, you know, version of like what is hard, you know, Mm -hmm. like you're going to have bodybuilders who, who breeze through preps and they find it completely easy, but you're going to have other people who, you know, a dieting phase wrapped around their life, especially when you're not all in with bodybuilding is a very challenging thing. Oh, Um, 100%. And I think especially through like coaching other people and kind of learning that, you know, everyone is going to have different circumstances. You can't compare your individual circumstances to someone else because even though you see all these people on social media and this is like a massive point of the podcast and like my socials and you know something like I'm trying to spread is like you can you can project how you feel and you don't need to feel guilty about that because no one's circumstances are the exact same no one's going through the exact same job no one's having the exact same day to day there's no no one has the exact same stress and you shouldn't feel guilty for voicing that because I think it's just it, I, I think to a level it's very kind of like motivational in a way to see like all these people like digging fucking deep and you're like oh I yeah. want to be like that but I also think there's massive like value in sharing like the hardships and it's like it's why I always say to people like just just voice how you feel because mm. you never know who you know like especially as a coach you never know who might be following you You never know who might like relate to exact circumstances and you know if they can see that like you're going through this and you know you're managing all these things maybe they're like oh maybe i can do this you know um but yeah it's 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 a weird mind game especially when you're dieting also it's like you gotta remember that it's all for you even if you're just jumping even if you're going on stage right that's actually a selfish um goal right you're 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 doing it for yourself it's not that anyone else actually cares the only people that care is obviously going to be the people who who are competing against you you know what i mean Hmm. it's not like you're doing something for like some higher purpose yeah it can be your dream and things like that and like everything is just about yourself and so i think that's why when it comes down to like whether you should complain about things or not I'm like, listen, if it's if if it is hard, then feel free to talk about it being that way. Cause also that's part of the benefit of what you get out of everything, right? It's like completing something that's hard and breaking through that barrier and achieving a goal that was difficult to get is massively valuable, right? And if it was, it sounds it's obviously so cliche, but if it was easy, everyone would do it. 
Mm. Do you know what I mean? It's like, true. it's like how now, like for me, waking up before work and going and doing cardio is nothing. Do you know what I mean? Like it doesn't feel like doing anything. But mm. if someone else was to do, even try and do that one one day a week, that might be a huge battle for them to even wake up at mm. a certain time. Do you know what I mean? But that's just this difference for different people. Some people are, are, are able to eat 1500 calories a day like me that I, that would ruin my life do you know what I mean so it's just uh it's just different for everyone and it's it's, it's just yeah it's, it's it's so hard to not compare yourself to other people mm. but it's 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 the thing you have to try and focus on the most and I think even at, at a certain point you get to the point where you don't need to compare yourself to other people because you've now got checking photos going back so far along you can actually compare yourself to yourself and sometimes when you're like cutting and you're flat as hell and you're looking at like your last physique when you would like just get to the end of the end of a cut, and maybe you've had a refeed and you're feeling full. And you look at that picture, you're like, oh, I wish I looked like that and stuff like that. So mm. it's such a mind game. But I always just try and just focus on right now. You know, I mean, focus on today. I don't even think about. I I, I used to always try and plan out the perfect week and mm. plan everything and be like, cool, this how every day is gonna go. This is the food I'm gonna eat on every single day. Blah blah. blah. Now. I do still do that to a certain extent, but I just focus on today. Do you know what I mean? And like earlier today, I was I normally eat like every three hours roughly. I did I had a huge gap between my first meal and my second meal. And like back in the day, that would make me feel mad stressed. I'd be like, oh, I need to eat something or whatever. But now I can just cruise and yeah, no worries. It's weird how your mindset changes towards certain things because I I genuinely think since like joining Max, like I've had this massive shift and I know I blabber on about it a lot. But like it, I just feel like there's so much value in like, I used to be so obsessed with bodybuilding to the point where it was like, has to be meal plan every single day. I have to go do to the gym, do this. I can't switch up my workouts. Like today, for example, there was like a, a cable in use and like me, me prior to max, I would have waited. Like I, I genuinely, genuinely would have waited as long as it takes. But like, yeah, how I'm exactly. like I value my time is, is me switching up one exercise to a similar exercise gonna yeah. no not really and sometimes it's nice to switch stuff up like you enjoy yeah. it more and like i just had like two beef mince and cheese flatbreads for for <laughs> my post-workout and like old men <laughs> like you need cereal because you know glut four and all this uptake yeah exactly that's what i mean it's yeah it's tough man i think yeah. I, I used to be the same thing and i'd always be like i almost had a sense of pride where i'd be like oh i will wait 30 minutes if it takes 30 minutes to wait Hmm. Now I'm like, if someone says they got four or five sets left and there's something else I can do, I'll do it, no problem. And I'll just make a note of it when I'm tracking my workouts. You know what I mean? That's it. hundred mm-hmm. percent. Um, how did you how did you get into training? Like what what was your original kind of motivation to get into it? And how did that kind of lead you to where you are now? So essentially, um I started off as a fat boy. Mm-hmm um as a you know I guess everyone has either started off as a skinny guy or a fat boy at some point um and I really used to just train so I I played sport and stuff back in the day and then I kind of I messed about in the gym when I was maybe like 17 18 but not really and then like went through uni uni I I didn't do nothing all throughout uni all I did was just booze and go out you know what I mean and that that was it like I didn't have the I didn't, I, I, thought, I didn't even have like the mental capacity to go to the gym. I maybe went like two or three times that whole time. But then when I finished uni, I started to get into training properly again. Um, pure like bro split slash. I I I used to just want to be mad strong at squat bench and deadlift in it. So I would just had like, like a power lifter. That's yeah. Cool. It was like a weird 
terrible program that I'd put together, which was like the least optimal for both powerlifting and bodybuilding and just doing somewhere in between. Um, but then I kind of got my first uh, job after uni. And I, at the time I was training like semi-regularly four or five days a week, but I also was drinking like three or four days a week and mm. I cheated on my diet pretty much every single day and didn't stick to anything and sleep was all over the place. And it was just like, so like out of it. And then when COVID hit, I kind of did the first two weeks or so of COVID, like just lounging about doing nothing. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, you know, this is a time where you have no distractions. Um, and I was like, I speak about um quite a lot where, you know, the distractions and stuff and giving into everything that's around you is a real big thing that I think holds back majority of people who are like, you know, working or in uni and things like that, because they're, they're everywhere, right? Like, you know, you're never going to be surrounded by people who all are like, you know, fitness freaks and don't do anything. You're going to be surrounded by people who do all sorts of different stuff mm-hmm. um, in their spare time. And you I was need like, oh. freak. Everyone looks at you like, why? You yeah, no, freak? exactly. Right. You have to, you have to be the one. Um, And so, yeah, during COVID, I just, um, I see people like posting up their runs on, uh, on like Instagram. And I was like, fuck it, I'm going to go for a run terrible uh but it was a new challenge and then now i'm like okay cool now let me try and run 5k let me try and run 5k four times a week and then one day it was oh let me try and run a 10k and then i was just like doing more and more research just about training in general and like learning more and it was kind of building that uh kind of uh desire to get back in the gym for me properly Mm-hmm. Uh, and so then I was doing like home workouts like loads of like functional shit I had like kettlebells and stuff and all I could get my hands on so I was creating my own like workouts and things like that and then when the gyms reopened uh yeah then I was kind of was going full throttle back into that and was like you know I over COVID I lost I think like 14 kilos roughly um yeah. there was a pretty decent amount of weight to shift and I think that really sparked it within me to be like okay cool now we need to uh, you know dig deep and actually go for something now um yeah where I am now is like I don't I still drink every now and then but um not regularly at all um I don't have a rule for it or anything but it really is just like special occasions um and things like that like I don't I don't like drink casually at all now um Mm. but that's not because of that because the main reason is just because um like it's just because the impact it's going to have on my training and my lifestyle you know what I mean it's like I've now managed over so many and I think it's important to note this over so many failures right so many times of me saying okay cool let me just do four weeks without you know without cheating on my diet and then I cheat you know two days later and let me do let me let let me do x amount of time without a drink or let me just do one weekend without going out and then I fail it over and over again and through doing that many 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 times you learn more and more about yourself and you start to like that's how you actually start to switch your values up and now it's like I value my training over most other things mm-hmm. uh, and that's able to put me in a space now where when I go to work you know people I'm still surrounded by free food and snacks every day there's drinks every week like every day of the week and whatever and I'm able to say no to everything unless it's uh you know special occasion and stuff and it's a spot now where I finally have found like a balance that does work for me allows mm-hmm. me to kind of reach my goals and stuff and actually like stay happy about it as well. I think that is the biggest thing, like finding balance, because like you said, I think I think a lot of people make these extreme changes so early on, they get to the point where they're like, oh, this isn't manageable. And they just expect, like, they think that's what you have to do to get results. Um, 
because I mean a lot of these people who like follow certain individuals you're like if you're a gem pop person and you're following like you know this bodybuilder who's been it for 20 years and you're yeah, seeing it's like, doing all this stuff and then you're like oh I have to recreate that and then you do his workout and the doms are pro- obviously going to be like, <laughs> like your lats are falling off because yeah. you haven't trained a day in your life it's really about like establishing that balance like that is the biggest thing like 100% consistency and balance is what's going to lead to like long-term success and that's what you need to establish like really early on yeah no totally and I think um yeah I mean everyone's done it I've done it as well where I'm like you know I wake up and I'm like cool I'm gonna just munch chicken rice and broccoli and I'm gonna do this same workout that I've seen this other person do and I'm gonna cut out everything and it's just not realistic to go from like one side of the spectrum to the other you know I mean everything the main thing to understand I think for a lot of people is that it's all about habits and you're just going to build different habits right so it's like you know you're building the habit of maybe it's counting your calories or maybe for some people it's even just starting as low as like you're building a habit of eating veg with every meal you know what I mean or you're building a habit of drinking a pint of water with every meal and, and things like that small habits just just that just build up over time and that allow things that seem like they're unachievable to become more and more achievable. Like if you tell someone who sits, who literally wakes up at 9am and rolls out of bed and jumps straight to work from home and doesn't do anything, mm-hmm. that they're going to wake up at 6am and do their cardio for 45 minutes. They'll tell you there's no way. But over time, with them maybe, you know, just waking up earlier, uh, earlier first, then waking up and going for a walk, and then maybe it's waking up and doing a light workout. And then eventually it's like that seems much more achievable but you can't go from one end straight to the other because you're just going to burn out real quick. And mm. I think now we're at a good point now where I think a lot of, it's, I mean, I say a good point, but it's, I guess it's, it's always hit and miss with social media, right? Because you, we, have, we have a lot of people now who do promote like a more balanced lifestyle, things like that. But sometimes I think there's like people well, who- still not balanced. Yeah, exactly. Some people like, I think for me, that my, my biggest pet peeve is this, yeah? You get a guy who is in like amazing shape, right? And he's basically lived the strictest life possible for like five, six years plus, right? So he's built his physique through taking Tupperware to a restaurant and chicken and rice and broccoli and doing no, no, like one drink with his mates and he's like balanced lifestyle. Yeah, exactly. And I'm like, and I'm like, oh, we know you are not living a balanced lifestyle. And oh. it's like, oh, yeah, I eat out all the time. It's like, yeah, you do now, but you haven't been out for a meal for six years. You know what I mean? Maybe this is your first time doing that. And so yeah, if you're going that's the cinema like, with misses eating cream of rice, it's a bit like, do you know yeah. what? One meal, <laughs> one meal isn't going to like fuck up your progress. And yeah, like, it's don't get me wrong. I know there's individuals who like live and breathe this shit. And like, that's their own lane. And I get that. But I think like, in terms of what you're saying, you can't say like, are I'm, I'm balanced because you've you've done one social thing and i think yeah. there there definitely are certain individuals where it's just like oh i i enjoy this life and that's completely fine but don't yeah. try and say to people oh this i am i am balanced when you're not because then start yeah. people start thinking like why aren't i getting these results if you know he's doing it like this yeah, exactly it's, it's all it's all too fake and then i think you even get the other side though where it's like some people maybe focus on the balance aspect too much and i think for me it's like in reality, like yeah, everyone's gonna have everyone has different ways that um that get them uh, gets them motivated, isn't it? Like some people are motivated through like you know positive reinforcement and things like that. But I feel like some people just need to realize like look, you like you you gotta just not be a bitch and you gotta just go and do something. You know I mean, you gotta go and challenge yourself. But then they're watching all these people on social media who are like, you can eat whatever you want and you can still make progress and you can do this and that. Like I saw a funny one this morning of this guy, I think it was an Australian guy, and he's talking about 
he basically made a TikTok where he was like, oh, if you're going to get a sleeve, um, if just because you bought a sleeve of biscuits doesn't mean you have to eat the whole thing. And then he made a video the next day saying, I actually bought these biscuits to make this video. And that same night, I ate all the biscuits. And I'm like, this just shows the people you're trying to, you're trying to put this message out. And like, you literally have no idea what you're even preaching to people. You're trying to get people to be more balanced. And you yourself can't even attain to the um information that you're putting out. Mm. And I understand it to an extent. Like, I get where it comes from. Because like, especially like, early on when I started my coaching every single time I slipped up I would just go MIA from socials and I wouldn't say anything I'd just wait till I'm like <laughs> back in a good place yeah I'm yeah like, eh, yeah I'm just fucking doing sick mate whereas now I'm more like confident in myself to be like yeah I fucked up I had a slip up I did this this happened because like like you said it's relatable like not everyone yeah. is going to be 100% and I'm sure there still are people who do exactly what I used to do because like I think there is a it's a comparison thing. I think it's scared of getting judged by others, but in reality, like, it's 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 not that deep. Like no. they're not in your life. It, every not everyone is like David Goggins. Like every single week, like carrying the boats. It's not every day carrying the boats, bro. <laughs> no, it's true. And also, I think it's like uh, again, if 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 you're someone who's who's on it, right? Like you're like what I always say is, I'm like, look, if if you're someone who's gonna do three, or oh, I'm sorry, four weeks, right? And let's say out of that four weeks, two of those days you uh one day you went out and you had 10 pints and on another one of those days you went out and you had like a fat pizza or something like that do those two days really if it's 30 days in a month are they really killing your progress for the rest of the rest of that time obviously not is it going to be better to not do that yeah obviously it's better to not do that but it doesn't matter at at, at the the end of the day and like unless you're someone who's going to slip up every couple of days which you know at that point it means you now you've lost the balance you know what i mean you're, you're, you're not doing this you're not actually able to make progress then i think it's fine do you know what i mean it's it's no one really cares no mm-hmm. like no one actually cares it's only you that and, and yeah you should hold yourself to a standard a high standard but you should hold yourself to a realistic standard as well mm-hmm. like you're not you're, no 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 one's a robot like yeah maybe you can be if you're a full-time bodybuilder and you have nothing else to do yeah maybe you can be a robot but can everyone do that no mm-hmm. i think there's a lot of people as well who oh my brain's gone blank please calories don't do this to me <laughs> <laughs> fuck's sake brain's gone completely blank um fuck what was i gonna say i'm I'm just gonna throw in some questions because i'm i'm absolutely i, I can't believe that that's the first time i've ever done this where my brain's actually gone blank Jesus Christ. Oh, it's that post-workout dip mate right um that breads. mate it's just it's just getting to me. It's too hard. Give up. Right. Where is questions? Okay. Um, Ruben says, Life, lifestyle adjustments for part-time bodybuilders to get the most out of their efforts. Um, so what what can you do to adjust? I think I think one of the main things is like not having an all-or-nothing approach when it comes to that, like 100%. finding that balance because balance in itself is eliminating all or nothing like yeah. if you and i i've been in that boat where it's like i have one slip up and i'm like oh that's all right i'll just i'll just you know i'll get back on track or you have that like mentality where it's like oh i've overate so i'm gonna do extra cardio or i'm gonna under eat and then yeah, it's, yeah. It's, that's a it's such a no for me that i hate that notion and i think <laughs> I, I even see some people talking about it um I, you know the, the the idea that maybe you can like pull calories away and do extra cardio here and stuff like that I think it's a bit of a risky game I think my 
the best thing to do is I think one, you need to be flexible. Like just understand that you that, that you are gonna be flexible. Like me, some days. So ideally, I, I my rest days are Tuesday and Friday. Mm-hmm. But honestly, it changes almost every week because some days I might finish le- work late on one day and I've been in meetings till like 7 p.m. And it's like, do I actually have time to have a post-workout? I, I mean, a pre-workout, go and train, come back, get my another meal in, sleep, and then wake up and do cardio in the morning? Mm-hmm. Probably not. So maybe I'll just rest today. It might, might mean the calories for the last couple of meals are a bit tough because I'm now suddenly on rest day calories out of nowhere. But, you know, be flexible with stuff like that. But on, at the same time, have certain things that are, non-negotiable and so for me it's like you know make sure if you've got a cardio goal make sure it's non-negotiable you know what i mean and, and and unless there's something stopping you from waking up in the morning to go and do it, do it before work that can be a non-negotiable your protein intake is a non-negotiable really obviously your calorie, calorie intake should be a non-negotiable but again people some people may say that certain uh certain things in their life and work and stuff may have a, have an impact on that as well. I always say to like clients who are like not as serious, like, like kind of like lifestyle and they want like a little bit more balance, especially when they go out, I say like hit your protein goal and then mess around with your carbs and fats. Like try, yeah. like obviously try, especially if you're training, try and get more carbs. But I mean, like at the end of the day, if you're on a rest day and your, your fat calories uh, are more than your carbs, is it going to make that much of a difference? Not really. If you're consuming yeah. the same kind of calorie totals, yeah, you might look a little bit fuller. You you might look a little bit watery compared to, you know, if you do that. But like at the end of the day, one day here and there isn't going to, you know, blow it up. Um, I also think as well, like setting up your environment is a massive thing. Like how you touched on with non-negotiables. I think that figure out what works for you. Like if you're someone who, you know, if you've got biscuits in the house, you eat the whole sleeve, don't buy biscuits. And like, obviously, <laughs> no brain, no. yeah, like if there's, I know there's obviously going to be some people who are like living with their parents. I'm, I live with my parents, you know, it's, it's hard sometimes to resist that stuff, but you even need to, you know, discipline is a massive thing and you need to work on that over time. And, you know, if you have these small slip ups, I think the, the biggest thing is just don't beat yourself up too much about it. Because yeah. I used to I used to be down that route where one slip up, beat myself up about it, order a delivery to feel better, beat myself more up over that, and then the whole week turns into delivery binge, and then the whole week's gone because of what one bad day. Like if you're yeah. not too hard on yourself, you've had one bad day out of like what thirty. Yeah, it's mad. I mean, I've I've had some crazy ones where like I've just like maybe just I've just slipped up and grabbed like a biscuit or a chocolate bar or something like that, like mm-hmm. this in the house, and I've eaten it, and maybe I've like maybe it's like it's like 12 o'clock so I've, I've only had like 500 calories of the day so far could very easily just work this in but now i'm like oh fuck yeah i'll just eat everything now because i've had a fucking biscuit so i'm gonna eat everything and it's like why would you go and do that you know i mean you have there's literally no reason to do it but it's, but it's when you try and commit so much in your head and you try and put that standard on your like, oh fucked up once i might as well like properly fuck up yeah it's almost like i might just make the most out of it now like i've already had a biscuit i had a biscuit and you're like yeah i'm gonna do a beard meets food challenge (laughs) no literally straight on delivery room no problem non-negotiables is it and yeah finding 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 what 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 works for you absolutely because you know are you someone who if if, i've heard people who like meal prep on a sunday Mm. And then they take their meal prep to work, and then they're like, "I actually don't want to eat this." Do you know what I mean? Because they prep. That's wild to me. That's so wild. You know, what I mean? but people do it because it's mm. just like, again, it's just about what you value. So it's like, cool. Maybe your non-negotiable should be either that you a eat the prep meal that you fucking mm. prepped, or 
you know, you're going to pick a, if you're going to go and eat out every single day, pick something that's actually going to be, you know, within your macro. Have a, yeah, or give a yourself like a dedicated day where you're like, okay, I don't have to. Like, normally for me, what I, I tend to do now, um, on my, like, normally if I've had like a really good week, what I'll do is I'll prep all my meals for like training days. And then on rest days, I'll be like really more free with my macros to like kind of, kind of like lay back because, it is hard, like especially if you're on a set meal plan, you're eating the exact same meals for like 30 days. Like it does get a bit fucking bland. And it yeah. is nice to like throw stuff in there here and now. And I think one of the biggest thing for people just getting into the gym, understand your meals do not have to be fucking bland. They do not have yeah. to fit. You can actually cook. It just takes a bit of effort. Um, you don't have to be like as much as I love cream of rice, you don't need to be slamming it every single meal. I've seen some <laughs> people's stories and I'm like it, like I get it digest well, but like cream of rice for meal one, meal two, meal three, meal four is wild. That yeah, is so cool. mad, bro. Yeah. I've seen um one of the worst I've seen is just plain oats as a carb source throughout the day. So it's like gonna say the, the egglet. Oh yeah, no, that's obviously the worst. Yeah. That egg egg white omelet with oats in it is disgusting. But I've seen someone have like plain white chicken and then a bowl oh, of rice on the side. And I'm like really like of all things you could make and it's just like it's, it's the same but thing. dorian did it like <laughs> yeah it makes no sense uh, well what i don't get is, is it's like cool you can have chicken and rice or like you could literally have that same chicken and rice but maybe you fry it all together and put some vegetables and some soy sauce in it and now it's something a bit different you know what i mean or a different sauce you know i i rinse hot sauce all the time i, I literally just have bowls of whatever just it's a lot of hot sauce on everything but yeah you can eat whatever you want you can just, you can just make it work yeah, I mean, it, it's understandable if you want to cheat on your meal prep, if you're just eating bland chicken and bland rice, and then all your mates around you are eating, like, five guys, like, no shit. <laughs> yeah, that's I mean, that's sense. the most dangerous thing. I mean, in my office, we, there's always, like, donuts and shit coming around all the time, and I'm just like, mm. it, this is, it could be very tough. To, to how, do you, how do you deal with, like, because you've mentioned it to me, like, once or twice, like, you obviously have people around you in your environment who don't understand the day-to-day. Um like I, I'm in a similar situation because obviously I work at Sainsbury's and I still have people like, you know, you, you get some like comments here and they're like, oh, oh can you have that? <laughs> you should be yeah, that. yeah. Oh, like, all that kind of stuff. But like, how do you, because you're like obviously in that a lot more, how do you deal with that personally? So I think the main thing is that I want to say is that I didn't, I, I didn't always deal with it well. I think one of the things that held me back on this journey altogether um, was I did struggle with the idea that people didn't really understand what I was trying to do um and like people would question you a lot and I think it did it it did used to bother me but mm. it bothered me in a weird way where I just kind of gave in you know what I mean and it was like oh well no I can go for a, I, I, I can go go for a meal of everyone and have the fish and chips I don't have to have like the chicken salad or whatever mm. and it was like a weird thing where now I'm like doing this to like prove to other people that I'm like normal and it's like well that's not really what I want but now for me I just kind of uh, like I've, I've but just people really... can envy that to an extent like yeah if if you're if you're then you know still going out for meals but you have a certain level of discipline and then people are realizing that oh shit Zao was coming out for a meal and he's like he's lost like ten kilos like that's quite mad yeah. you know what I mean and then they start like 100%. how's this work no it's true but yeah but see now now I can do that now I can go to any meal and I and I'll make sure I can have the strength but I you know a lot of people have the mindset that when you go out you have to you got to eat you have to indulge massively and things like that which mm-hmm. you still can you can enjoy a meal. Like I, I went through a funny phase like last year where I'd always have like just chicken salad, but I'll get chips on the side because mm. I had the room for it. But I was like, 
if suddenly getting like a burger and chips and then a side and stuff, you know what I mean, I was like stuff like that. But you can make it work. You know what I mean, you can you can fit stuff like that into your plans. But in terms of like understanding, I'm dealing with people not understanding um kind of my approach and things like that. Now I think I've just really accepted that a this isn't something that majority of people want to do. Do you know what I mean majority of people just want to live um via full like comfort and just uh, impulse and things like that. And there is nothing wrong with that at all. Like there's absolutely nothing wrong with, with, with living like that. But for me, that's not what's going to actually get me to my goals. Mm-hmm. And, I've just, and I've just accepted that. And, and, and it's, it's almost like it's part of the game. Like I'm not, and, and I'm not going to be in a situation where everyone gets it. And over time, people will understand it more. Like I have certain people at work and things like that who they don't ask uh, any questions about what I eat and stuff now because mm-hmm. they've seen me eat the same stuff all the time and they see me turn down meals to go um, to go and they see when their box of donuts comes around I'm like nah I don't want one like they just accepted it but yeah people still make their jokes and whatever mm-hmm. the thing that annoys me the most is that the one day like you do say yeah cool I'll have this do you know what I mean like you and you they know, just like slag you off to yeah then, 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 then like, oh, what's, hap- what's happened here what's happened what's, what's going on you're giving up on your diet and it's like leave me alone do you know what I mean you can't do what you want I think it's a really difficult one because I what I never really understood was about how and it's what I mentioned in my story the other day why people feel so comfortable to question someone who's doing something in like for like their health and fitness and stuff like that not to say bodybuilding itself is a massively healthy thing yeah. all right but I would say you know just being someone who's trying to get in better shape and build more muscle and whatever you can't really dispute whether that's healthy or not I think it I is like it's British culture though like because I talked yeah. to Ruben about this and we were saying how like like drinking culture like no one questions right. you. like literally my mom like I used to I used to drink every single weekend come in trolley she'd never say anything and then all of a sudden, when I start getting lean, she's like, are you, are you all right? Like, are you okay? Yeah, and then like, I get creatine. She's like, is this is this steroids? And I'm like, no, <laughs> no mom. No, just like, leave off. It isn't. It isn't at all. Yeah, it's mad, isn't it? I think it's it's so accepted to just to, to just drink. I think the drinking is the hardest thing mm. that holds so many people back. Because I think it's so easy to just be... Because, I mean, look, like, let's be real. A lot of people enjoy drinking. Like, that, mm. like it's a fun thing for a lot of people to do. But like the culture of it, like at work, for example, um, and not just necessarily the place where I work, but just like the industry and other places as well. Like it's so normal to, you know, have a pint at lunchtime on like a Thursday or a Friday. And mm-hmm. then after work, everyone's like at the pub or people are like handing beer, um, bottles of beer around when it's like three o'clock, four o'clock. Like it's such a normal thing to do. And it's like, it's the only, I was watching um, Chris Williamson's podcast and he, he, he said it's the only thing um, it's the only drug where if you don't do it, people think you're weird. Mm. Like, yeah. and, and I think that's like such an odd perspective to put it because it's like, imagine if you turned down like heroin, and people were like to you, "Whoa, oh, why? What, what do you mean, mate?" Like, but yeah, it's a weird thing. Like, I don't understand why, but but it's it's the the reality is is that you know majority of people are not happy with their physique. Like, mm. it sounds fucked, but it's true. Majority of people aren't 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 happy with the way that they look. They 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 don't feel like they're healthy. They don't feel um strong. People are some people are overweight and things like that. So it's like, do you want to do what all these people who are fitting in this category do? No, you probably don't. So does it actually matter whether you're doing something different if you feel if you look and feel better and you're happy? That's what that's what it really matters. Just I think you. a lot of people as well are scared of that initial judgment. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like especially if you're like an overweight person, like when you try and start doing this kind of stuff or you're a very skinny person, people are gonna start taking the piss out of you straight away. Yeah. 
definitely. And I think I think that fear in itself stops a lot of people doing it. And then when they see someone else doing something they want to do, they then project onto those people like, you know, yeah. they don't want to there there is a lot of people like as like I don't I, I'm not one of this mindset, but I do believe it believe it's to be true. There are a lot of people within day to day who don't want to see people do better than themselves. Like hundred percent, one hundred percent. It's such a it's such a weird mindset to have, and this is like Tom Tom's reshared like I reshared one of Tom's um clients the other day, and he put a post up afterwards, and he was saying like, oh, I find it so like I'm so grateful to have someone who would like share clients, like another coach sharing clients, and like there's enough clients, there's enough like whatever you do in life, if you work hard, you can get to where you want to be. Me sharing Tom's client isn't gonna fail my business. Like yeah, it's people aren't gonna now move over to him immediately. Do you know what I mean? Exactly. They, do you know what I mean? Like people buy into different people, people have different desires in life. And I think having that kind of mindset where you're putting people down for wanting to do something which is maybe outside the norm is just so weird. Oh, like, like it's so weird. I think it's odd that you say that as well. Cause I mean, like, I remember when I first started training, I used to be embarrassed to tell people that I went to the gym because I used to feel mm. like I didn't look like I went to the gym. Yeah, and I was always like, I just want to look like I go there, and then yeah, I people make snide comments. Do you know what I mean? Because then it's like, it's like you tell people, oh, I'm going to the gym. People are like, oh, really? I used to worry about that. But then it's like, who cares? Do you know what I mean? Just do like, just do what you want to do. And if you're doing something for yourself, it's like, it's 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 only going to be a positive. Yeah, like I've been training since I'm 19, and my calves still look like I've never trained them a day in my life, and it eats away at me every single day when someone makes a <laughs> comment about my calves, and it's the most common comment I get. But like. You don't go, you don't give up just because someone yeah. gives you a bit of shit. Like you're not gonna get anywhere in your life if you just kind of adopt that mentality. Um yeah. this leads us on to kind of a, another question um quite well. Um what has the bodybuilding lifestyle taught you outside of the gym? It's a good question. I mm -hmm. think the best thing for me that it's taught me is that one, um the benefit of doing stuff that's difficult. I, I, I touched on it earlier about, you know, how, how when, when we do things that are hard and we actually are able to achieve something that was difficult to get there, like you're able to appreciate it so much more. It means so much more than just um, doing what's easy and that it's much more of an achievement. And I think you can apply that to anything. You know, you can apply that to anything that you're trying to do, even if it's like work related, if it's in terms of like your life in general, a new goal that you're setting out for yourself, a business venture, anything like that. You can understand like the benefits of doing something hard and also, of course, just the delayed gratification, you know, the best thing about bodybuilding is everything takes time. You can't and, and, and it takes time and it takes consistency. Like if you could do one workout and look sick, then everyone, you know what I mean? Everyone would do it. But it's because everyone knows that it's going to be like, oh, OK, cool. Is it going to be a 12 week transformation, which to some people is already it seems like it's too long. I'm like, if I could do something crazy in 12 weeks, yeah. sign me up. But yeah. it's like, cool, I'm going to go and grow for. 24 months you know what i mean I'm, I'm 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 gonna hit everything i can over and over again day in day out for two years and for some people it's like that's crazy i think but being able to do stuff like that it teaches you how you can do that over time i think that i was just gonna say i think that's why there's so much hate towards like a lot of natties um because i feel like especially when you see like someone who's shredded right and i said this to ruben again like you you commonly see like when a lot of people give you hate they of course they're not gonna look through your profile but i think that the idea of like bulking for like eight months straight where you're so consistent to the point where body weight is going up week with every single week you're tracking your food consistently you're training as hard as possible and all of a sudden like someone sees like you're now like 14 kilos heavier in better yeah. condition. people are just like that's not possible do you know yeah, what I mean? yeah. 
hundred percent. Yeah, I mean, it's weird because I think I only, I always was um a big time hater of natty bodybuilding. Just that was because awesome. I just, I just much preferred like really all I really ever all the, all I really watched was classic physique, and then I'd watch the open, and that was it. Like I like all I that was all I cared about. Hmm. Um, nothing else. And I was like, listen, natural bodybuilding is just not it. And over time, I've been able to kind of shift my view and almost just separate them as two different sports. And also, I feel like now that, you know, natural bodybuilding is on the rise a lot more. I'm able to see a lot more natty physiques that I'm like, okay, this is actually a sick physique that I rate big time. Because I think that's a problem as well. Like when you're natural and you, if like if you actually get to stage condition, which now I think it's mad if you look back a few years ago, I was even just watching a video of like the men's physique Olympia. Hmm. um i think in like 2013 it was and the guys on the stage hardly any of them are even like actually shredded shredded hmm. but now you see like i mean i think you you see people like finn kelly at the moment who's like gotta be like four percent body fat on some of his yeah, pictures he's, that he's, he's looking insane do you know what i mean and now we actually see like natty's getting proper proper shredded hmm. um and yeah it's always been a case of like oh if you're natural and you get that shredded you're gonna look small um, but you know, we're, we're, we're people, people are learning more, man. People are looking better and better over time. And I think I'm appreciating the natty physique a lot more now than I mm. used to. Mm. Um, there's another one, it's right. We've got some questions from Tom. Um, he asks, Have you ever wanted to jump on cycle? And if so, what stops you? Uh, interesting one. So, uh, the answer is yes. Uh, every day of my life, no. Why <laughs> <laughs> Max give me test? Yeah, I was gonna say no. So honest truth is, I think last year I was I, I kind of had a bit of a thought to myself, and I was like, uh, you know, maybe maybe I could go kind of all in on on this like bodybuilding thing, and uh, you know, jump on and just go and give it everything and see what happens. And it's just like. Because I think now the problem, not problem, but obviously now we know a lot about, um, you know, safe use, like safer usage and things like that and the safe use model and stuff. And we understand a lot more about ways to, you know, do it without essentially like completely fucking yourself. Like it makes it a bit more attractive for a lot of people. So I kind of had it in my head that I was going to jump on at some point. And in terms of now, I've got that completely out of my head. And I think what stopped me is just that like one do I actually care to jump on stage and, you know, what? Well, let's say I was going for a pro card. Does that, does that actually mean anything to me personally? Mm-hmm. Not really. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think in terms of where I'm at now, like I'm 27 years old. I know everyone thinks I'm like 35, but I'm 27. Um, I have no reason to, uh, I have no reason. Uh, like I have, I have a lot of my life set up, you know, I've already got a career, like I'm going to be starting a family in a couple of years and stuff. Like I've got a lot of things that's already going for me. And in terms of that, like I almost feel a bit like I'm too late to pursue mm. that kind of goal and not even, not even, not, not even to pursue. It's never it. too late, mate. You can jump on tomorrow, you know? No, it's true. That is true. But I feel like it's too late for me to kind of have that goal in mind to do it mm. the way that I would want to do it personally. And mm. would, I, would I, would I at this point take years off my life potentially mm. to achieve something like that i probably wouldn't mm. i mean uh, I'm, I'm in the similar the exact same but i mean i've touched on it multiple times but like i was i'm very grateful like i've i've gone with max because i feel like it's opened like my whole like outlook on terms of like 
what is achievable, how I can have balance and still have a great physique. And like the the reason I wanted to go on gear was like not, not the right ways. Like I was like, I want to be bigger because I had my physique and realistically never even committed to a bulk. So like one, stupid, two, <laughs> to like increase my business, which was such a stupid idea. Like the yeah, fact, that's crazy. yeah, like the fact that I would potentially take years off my life just because I wanted my business to get better quicker is such a wild idea but like looking but like looking back on it but like at the time I was like oh this makes sense like this is I feel like especially when you get into like bodybuilding like I've said it to you like my following was just all enhanced lifters and I was just like oh that's that's kind of like what I aspire to be and I think a lot of people just kind of expect you know you go down this certain route and that's just kind of what what is in store for you and i think yeah. like i compared myself to so many people where i was just like oh i saw them go on gear i saw their business grow like grow and i was like that's the only way to do it but i think mm. from taking a step back and kind of reassessing everything i was like this is just a stupid idea and it doesn't make sense at all no definitely i think for me I also one of the weirdest things is i think for people who are like you know fans of bodybuilding and training in, in that way it's mm. obviously such a normal thing but anytime I anytime the topic of that kind of comes up in a different circle, like I, like I remember speaking to a friend of mine, he does like calisthenics um type workouts and things like that. Um, and he was asking me about my coach and stuff, and then he's asking about like, oh, like do you think um how prevalent I think like steroids are in like bodybuilding? And I was like, well, I mean, in professional bodybuilding, is I mean, prevalent is not even the word. Do you know what I mean it's every everyone at heart? And he's like really what everyone do you know what I mean and I'm like do you not understand what it's like but it's people outside of the world are so like it's like when you tell them oh. Dwayne The Rock Johnson is on gear and they're like no he yeah, just exactly. people are just so, so naive and I think hmm. it's such an interesting thing to try and maybe measure it against because sometimes when you're so wrapped up in this current world and you're what and you're like you say you're following people who are enhanced you know you're surrounded by other people who are, who are enhanced like other people that you train with maybe people that you work with and things like that everyone is enhanced it feels like it's the normal thing to do and yeah it is is obviously if you are trying to be a pro bodybuilder it it is the normal thing to do Mm. but if that's not actually what you want and like it's genuinely a burning dream desire for you Mm. you don't really have any reason to do it in my opinion I think it gets skewed. Um, like I, 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 another thing I really like, I'm really grateful for is just like the group chats where we have such a diverse group of people. I think it made me realize that like, there's so many other ways you can just do this and still make progress. Cause I think if you're getting coached by someone who's potentially like, it's fine to get coached by someone who's enhanced. If you're a natural, like I'm, we're both doing that. Uh, yeah. but I think, I think if your your only line of communication is just a weekly check-in, I think it's very easy to just get into the mindset of like oh this is eventually down the line because you're just so obsessed yeah. with this end goal and you're not talking to anyone else you're so closed off from you know society in the sense of oh this is the normal like this is the norm i think unless you see other avenues and you can discuss it with others it it really kind of opens your eyes to like that isn't the only way you can do this like yeah. do you know what i mean and i think through the group chat and seeing like have so many good natty physiques and you know older people and younger people and you're like oh okay this is actually achievable and speaking yeah. to those people firsthand i think it really does kind of change your perception on things no 100 man and like, like you say there's so many different ways to do it and i think i always i would say to a lot of people people always ask me about like oh what can i do to like get in better shape like maybe some like my friends or people i work with and, and, and things like that and i'm like what can you do i'm like there are a million different things that you could be doing for yourself in terms of doing that and mm-hmm. i think 
it's interesting to see how even just within like bodybuilding alone you see so many different approaches you see people who are natural and not and you see people who train in different ways people who look at who approach things in different ways and there's their flexibility and things like that and you think things can be di that diverse just in our own group of like clients of, of max's clients now imagine if you were to open open that same view up to every single person who does something for their fitness you have millions of different ways to approach things like that mm -hmm. and so yeah like you say if, when you just have that check-in with someone and you're just thinking about that end goal you become so tunnel vision on something that it actually is just not representative of actually probably what's really out there for you mm. i think this is why what as well like why the fitness culture sometimes is like so toxic like when you have like yeah. these these bandwagons of people where it's just like oh this way of training is the only correct training. This way is this. You have to do it old school. You have to do it new school. You have to ban this. You don't ban this. Like, and this leads us on to the next question quite well. Um, they said, how do you how how do you find balance between optimality and scientific literature and enjoyment slash bro science? And I think the biggest thing I've realized is just I think I don't get why people are so scared to try new things and see if it works. Yeah. Like yeah. 100%. It's, it's it's fine getting coached by someone and it's good to have that guidance but I mean and I was I was part of that group where I was just like everything I'm being told I'm just going to execute to a T but like everyone's built different like limb lengths that's a massive thing not everyone's built to squat like figuring out like something that's really blown my mind and this might sound so fucking stupid but I'm just going to put it out there I, I used to be like obsessed with dual rope pushdowns because I was like, this is the best way to grow your triceps. I started using easy bar the other day because there was a there wasn't any ropes. The connection yeah. I get compared to a rope is fucking crazy. Uh, yeah, and yeah. I've, I've been missing out on that for years just because I've been told, oh, this is more optimal. And yeah, yeah. it might be. And it might get me like 1% better over time. But like enjoyability is such a massive factor within your training. If you're optimizing every single thing not enjoying your workout chances are you're not going to be consistent you're going to fall off and your overall progress isn't going to matter nailing that all those things that are optimal yeah 100 percent. and i think yeah you, you like hit the nail on the head i think for me i would say like if you're not if you're not willing to do trial and error then maybe this whole thing actually isn't for you because you're not gonna there is no such thing as a cookie cutter way to to, to do things like you have to find like you say what you enjoy and what you can do and I think in general I would say like training is training should be the most important part like I don't care what no one says obviously yeah diet isn't diet is absolutely absolutely important depending on your goal and things like that but your training is going to drive you you in the right direction no matter what right so you need to make sure that you have exercises that one you enjoy two that you can progress um and and, and also um that you can actually perform well you know what I mean mm. you get people who say oh yeah I'm going to jump on the hack squat but there's someone who, but they are already oh, really back squatting. Yeah. And then they jump on a hack squat and they can't hit, hit depth on it. Mm. Why would you now swap out the back squat with a barbell for a hack squat if you can't do it properly? Do you know what I mean? It makes no sense. And so find out what you enjoy because the person who, who trains consistently and trains hard is going to be the best person, right? If you, mm. if, if you take someone who's doing a barbell bench press flat mm. versus someone who's using an Atlantis flat press, and then, but the person on the Atlantis flat press fucking hates it, first of all. They find it awkward. The handles are weird. They don't really take it to failure properly. And they're not really enjoying it um, most of the time. Versus the guy who literally would rather die on that bench than anything else in the whole world. Mm. He's going to grow his chest more. Like, it's just, there's just no way. Mm. It's like, um, it's like logbooking as well. Like, don't get me wrong. I still, 
I use rep count and I still like logbook stuff, but like, I'm not as tedious as I used to be. Like I, I would literally go into every single session, take a picture of my numbers and be like, right, this has to happen. And I remember it giving me like anxiety to a certain point. Where, like, <laughs> you're, you're turning up every single week to your session. And you're like, oh, I don't really want to do this. And it gets to the point where like you kind of resent training and don't get me wrong. It is important to an extent to have some kind of grip on your numbers to know that you are progressing over time. But I think, you know, there's loads of lifters who who don't use logbooks like um, AJ Morris's client, uh, Els Fitness. She does that. Um, there's there's like Max does that even to an extent. Like he, you, yeah. you track your main big lifts, but like, you know, all the, all the things the industry says, yes, there is definitely some kind of logic behind what they say. But I think there is so much value in trying stuff out for yourself, seeing yeah. if it works. If it works, great, stick with it. If it doesn't, don't do it. Like it's it's yeah. really not that hard. And I think in a in a society where like everyone's trying to be, I feel like there's been a massive influx in like everyone's trying to educate. And don't get me wrong, it's good. But I saw like Paul Stan Standall, um, who's like a um educator for coaches, and he said like he I I I saved it because like it, it, it like hit home, and I was like, this is actually very true. He was like, your job as a PT isn't to educate people; it's to show people like how you do stuff and just how you can make progress. But you don't have to be like telling them, oh, this axis here has this rotation, yeah, yeah, like, 100%. The, the line here does this, and like because Jenny down the street doesn't care about how a moment arm works on dumbbell lateral raise, <laughs> right? She wants to get rid of her bingo wings. That's it. Yeah, you know no, hundred percent, hundred percent. Yeah, I think it's honestly it's it's insane and and the whole the optimal way even though we're both people who use like cuffs and things like that and like for example i don't do like a barbell bench press or whatever like this wave of like the whole optimal trend the reason why i find it awkward is i go on tiktok and there'll be a guy who's saying let's say if you use like um easy bar push down there'll be a guy there saying oh, um, this isn't optimal because X, Y, Z. Then in the comments, there'll be someone saying, well, actually, I've, I've always done this. I've trained for five years. My triceps are massive. Then there'll be some 14-year-old kid who hasn't even trained for one year. And he's commenting against the guy saying like, no, actually, it's not optimal because of this, this, and this. And it's like, how are we now at this point where people are just taking what someone else says, saying this isn't optimal, and then preaching that same information out there to someone else. Like, it doesn't matter. It really doesn't matter. I think what everyone needs to focus on, and people don't talk about it enough in terms of the whole like, trend of being optimal, is just training hard. Just mm. learn to train hard. Like, that, 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 that's the most valuable skill you can have in any gym ever, mm. is being able to take, a, to, to take a set to failure. And you think so many people, and I'm sure you see it when you train with other people, train with clients and stuff like that, some people have no idea what training to failure is. And it's like, you got to get to a point where you are so critical of whether you went to failure or not. Don't even worry about anything else. Like that, that is much more important because you can jump in there, four exercises, two sets each, doesn't matter what exercises they are, as long as they're hitting the right muscle groups and take them all to failure. Learn to do that. That's going to be way more value, valuable to you over time mm -hmm. rather than learning which, which moment arm is better than the other. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, no, it's true. Um We'll touch on two more questions and then we'll wrap it up. Um, Harry said he wants to know our journeys. So like why you started when feelings throw out and your motives and motivations. I know we've like briefly touched on it already, but like if there's anything else you want to add to it, feel free. Yeah. I mean, for me, the main thing was just that um, I just wanted to feel uh, like good in myself. You know, I wanted to feel, um, feel good about the way that I looked. I wanted to look better. I wanted to 
I want to achieve something, you know, and, and to a certain extent, I think, um, you know, you want to almost prove people wrong a little bit, even though people don't actually give a fuck in the first place. But there is this kind of thing in your head where you're like, oh, I want to prove that I can I can do this. You know, I can make progress. I can look bigger. I can be leaner or, or whatever. And, you know, get that um enjoyment out of it. I think that, that that was such a big driver for me was to just feel not don't not feel self-conscious you know feel happy to be able to take my top off if I go to a beach or whatever no matter what you know what I mean and I think um that's a key thing I think I think that's what most people want as well I think I always say like why it's interesting is people say to me like oh you don't need to um still train like as like, like you do like you do you know you, you, you don't need to approach everything the way it is like you can have a day off and things like that yeah. but it's like these are people who like all they would really care about for themselves like if you said oh I'll take 10 kilos off you right now you won't build any muscle for the rest of your life, but you'll be ten kilos um of fat gone. They were like, "Yeah, sign me up." No, mm-hmm. no problem. Like that, 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 that's what most people want. They just want to feel feel better and look better. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I think for me, like my journey, like I was always a fat kid, um, growing up, and then I I got to the point where I was extremely skinny, um, and then I was just like, I need to build muscle, and it stemmed from very similar things to yourself. Like I was never confident in myself um i think that's something else like massively bodybuilding has taught me like through through hard work and like discipline like you can actually achieve anything and i think like it's massively opened my mind to that intent in the sense of like i really like i still still am to an extent quite hard on myself but i think like i genuinely believe like if i apply in my efforts anything i can do stuff like yeah. I was talking to I was talking to Ruben after the podcast last episode and he was like I was I'm thinking of like starting a podcast and I was like mate just do it like the idea when I first started this and don't get me wrong this doesn't rake in like tons of views but like I'm doing it because I enjoy it and I believe that if I stay consistent with it and I still do it it's gonna provide value and people will see that and like I don't have an end goal of being like you know this this being a massive Joe Rogan. but like yeah exactly <laughs> but like at the end of the day i enjoy doing it it gives me an opportunity to build better relationships with people i care uh care about um and i think that's like a really massive thing um i think my motivation for like bodybuilding has just been like i want to prove to myself that like like i said like i can do what i put my mind to 100%. Um, because i think growing up i was because being a fat kid i think your my self-worth was based off like my appearance because like you're always told like oh you're fat or like you're you're ugly and this kind of stuff and I think that for me it was more like okay they've said this I'm gonna prove them wrong and you know through that I'm just gonna show them like what hard work does because I remember as well like after I left school I was very lost I went to a recruitment job up London realized I hated the work like an office job wasn't for me I left that job because I was like severely like bullied and fucking hated it and then I went to another recruitment job because I was too scared to actually get another job because I was like the change is too big Um, and I eventually got fired from that job and I remember sitting there and I was like I literally have nothing to show for my life and I remember being like fucking depressed as shit I was like I'm gonna change this I'm gonna go all in with fitness and I'm gonna I'm gonna get through this and then fucking COVID hit and I was like right this is class Uh, (laughs) but i'm grateful in a way because i don't i genuinely think if covid didn't happen it would it wouldn't have forced me to pursue like coaching and having this career because without that i would have i would have lived in comfort in a way and not seeked that kind of discomfort and like chase those other options out there and i think that is such a, a massive thing people kind of 
undervalue within the gym like you you it's not just like yeah you you look better but i think turning up every single day especially when you don't want to and pushing yourself to beyond what you thought was possible of yourself daily the consistency of that does huge. mad things for your mental Mate, it is huge like, yeah 100 percent. i always say like once, once you do something that you know is difficult right you know from beginning before you even started this is going to be hard and you go and you push through it and you actually do it like the mental boost you get from that is insane and i think that's probably what a lot of people are missing out on and why a lot of people are you know picking the the the, the lane of like doing something that's more comfortable because that part is like you just don't understand how good it is when you go and you have a like even you know you wake up you had a shit night's sleep all you want to do is you want to just have like a you'd love to have a fry up and just get back in bed and you go and you go and do it 45 minutes of cardio or whatever and afterwards you feel like a machine you know what i mean you feel like you've done something amazing 100 mm. i actually had a couple of questions i'm gonna um yeah fine, fine. real quick just because i actually got i was uh, yeah, yeah, no, I, 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 I completely forgot there's no rush by the way we can stay on this for as long i was just thinking from from your time i didn't know if you had to no i'm sweet i'm gonna go and pick up the dog after this but um i've got some time what dog have you got uh it's a french bulldog oh manly man no, it's well, it's my girlfriend's dog. It's not my yeah, dog. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm looking after her today. Um, yeah, I got I got a few bangers. Um, I got one from uh someone very annoying who asked me why my choice in perform way is very poor. Oh, okay, that's a great question. Why is your choice in perform way so poor? So, just to give context, if I'm gonna rank my top three performs right now, it's tough, but I think my number one is gonna be. Probably the lemon cheesecake. <laughs> the lemon cheese. Nah, it's lemon cheesecake or carrot cake. I like both. Both are banging. I'm on the carrot cake again <laughs> at the moment. You know what the funny uh, thing is? I haven't even tried it, but I just love slating you for it. No, I know, but it's a brave, it's a brave flavor to try. So I'd have lemon cheesecake, carrot cake, and then probably chocolate orange, maybe mm. is at the third one. But my 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 reasoning is this, right? So let's say, for example, like double chocolate perform yes yeah, nice but you can get chocolate protein that tastes nice from anywhere yeah Same no, i know what you mean cat. you get salted caramel in, 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 anywhere something like lemon cheesecake you know how this if my protein did, did a lemon cheesecake flavor you know how disgusting that would be yeah it'd be like actually, shit. Mm-hmm. yeah but this one actually tastes like lemon cheesecake same as the carrot cake the, you you they somehow have nailed the like buttery flavor and mm. like nutty flavor of a carrot cake Mm. yeah the carrot cake one's mad max always slags it off and it really pisses yeah because he's an idiot he is stupid i'm I'm gonna say it again i've said it before max has literally given me a scoop of whey with hot water in it and told me to drink it and when i called him up on it he said that that is how he drinks his whey so i'm not taking any any discussion from him at all but yeah that's my so that's my logic behind the perform flavors the point is this company nails uh, good flavors mm. let's let me have stuff that's a bit outside the box no i do agree like i like cinnamon donut genuinely yeah, cinnamon it's, donut very, is good. it's a very different one and then i don't i don't really like i re- do they do a coffee flavor because i think that would slap like a really nice uh, i don't i'm not sure if they do but i don't really like i, I like coffee but i don't like things that have coffee flavored no, because we could make like a really good like coffee. Oh my god, mate! Did you see my story about the whole earth? Uh, yeah, of- yeah. So oh, I'm happy you brought it up because in the Sainsbury's local just near my house, mm. I see it every day, and I'm like, 
No, I was out. Pick it up. I thought. I thought to myself, like maybe I'm overhyping this, and I had it again this morning, and I was like, I, it's. I'm not overhyping it. It genuinely tastes like Nutella. It is such a good find. I'm so. Yeah, gassed. I need to go for it, but I'm just worried. I think something like that is a bit. <laughs> You're just gonna squeeze it in your mouth. Yeah, it's a bit dangerous for me. I've done. I've done some madness before. I've. I've had some mad moments where I have when I bought like like nice like expensive like jam, which yeah. is like full of like so yeah. much flavor. And I've like, had a bagel and I've like spread almost half the jar in it. And I'm yeah. like, this is what I'm here just for. Like, no, it's good carbs. It's fine. Yeah, man. exactly. I'm like, I'm like, it's from a farm, so it's fine. Yeah, but yeah. It's, like, it's literally like 300 calories worth of jam. It's insane. I remember, I remember the first time I bought like the dark chocolate sea salt like a week ago. I had my whole daily fat because I ate the whole bar. <laughs> I had one square and I was like. Everyone's <laughs> done it. Everyone's done it. Yeah, I've had it before. All of those. I've stopped buying any flavored uh, dark chocolate time ago because yeah. I had that. I had like two weeks where I had the like the orange flavor, the salted caramel, the sea salt, everything. And every single time I bought it, I just munched the whole thing. And I was like, okay, let yeah. me just buy plain dark chocolate again because I can actually keep that in the fridge. It is dangerous. Did you uh did you have any more questions? Yeah, yeah, I got a few. So Ruben said some good ones. Um, so one was uh fuck Mary Kill, push pull legs. Um that's hard, you know. Very difficult. Very oh. difficult. I think I'm gonna have to say You go first, you go first. Um, I'm probably gonna it's tough. I I'm I've got a married push. Mm-hmm. Push is the best day in the gym by far. As long as you're well actually if especially if, if I if I'm eating three thousand five hundred plus calories, then push is the best day of my life. Yeah. Um, in a diet phase, maybe not so much. Um yeah. Brutal. I might kill this is going to be controversial but I might kill Paul mad because I think and I said this to Max like maybe a month ago up until we rearranged my split like I don't know how long ago it was now maybe like five six months ago um I've always always been like Paul day is a bit meh it's mm. a bit like it's a bit repetitive it's just like doing the same thing from different angles and stuff so I might do that and then as someone who's a bit taller, you know, I have to have legs because if I didn't have legs, I'd be like string beans. So, hmm. yeah, that's what I'll probably go for. I'm I'm gonna be slightly different. I'm gonna I'm gonna fuck Paul. Actually, no, I'm gonna fuck legs. Um, because I I like I like legs. Um, but I I can't commit to that long time because that's just gonna mess me yeah. up. Uh, I'm actually gonna marry Paul because recently I don't know what's gone on. I used to resent Paul, but at the moment my programming with it, I just connect so well with my back, it's crazy. So I'm gonna have to kill off push. So that's controversial as fuck. But it's in a deficit and it's not the best. So is what it is. Yeah, no, I'm with you on that. Push is uh it's 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 the the feeling when your um pressing movements just disappear is hell. Do you know how dead it is when you do a push workout and you don't have a pump afterwards? Yeah, it's crazy. That is, Top 10 most cursed moments. It reminds me when I first started training and I didn't have any chest and I I, I almost didn't understand what a chest pump was because I just couldn't get one in my minuscule chest. Um, the next question was, uh, how do you structure your lifestyle around a, around a night out you know is coming up? We kind of touched on it already. Um, but I guess my kind of main answer is the only thing, this and this might be a bit of a controversial approach to it, right? Hmm. The only thing that I personally rearrange for a night out is, so like I said, I normally rest on Tuesdays and Fridays. If the night out is on a Friday, for example, I'll train on the Friday and rest on the Saturday. 
yep. so that my week isn't um, disrupted at all. And then all I do is I just make sure every other day, apart from that night out, I'm just hitting the exact goal that I have for the week. I don't like to pull calories and move them around and things like that personally. Mm-hmm. I think you're better off just sticking to the same consistency. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, you now have to like, I don't know, when, for me, when I change things around a little bit and I'm, and I'm switching things up and pulling things, it messes with my head a little bit. And I prefer yeah. to, like I said, one night, is it really going to do that much damage over in the long term? No. So let me just do the same cardio, same calories, and just make sure I can train and hit all my goals for that week, apart from that night out. So this is why it's good, though, because everyone has like a different like way of doing it. Like I personally, I do pull calories. Um, I'll normally like I'll prioritize the majority of my carbs pre and post, obviously, because it's going to have the the biggest you know influence. So I'll probably fast in the morning. Oh, my God. Why does my hamstring always fucking crash? <laughs> OK, no, you sit. Oh, Oh my god, Jesus it's still Christ. resting. Oh, right. Um sorry. When did that. you even do legs? Jesus Christ. I did posterior, so I did four sets of legs. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Out. Um sorry, sorry, I forgot. Oh my god, that was so bad. Right. Um, what was the question? Uh how to ma- uh, how do you manage hold on, let me read properly. How do you structure your lifestyle around the night out, you know, it's coming up? Right, so um I'll normally deduct uh calories so i'll i'll prior i'll fast in the morning i'll prioritize carbs post put uh pre and post um i'll normally have like some protein before going out so i'll probably like have a protein shake um and i normally overestimate how many drinks i'm gonna have because everyone says they're gonna have like three pints but when you get there with the boys and everyone's having a good time everyone sings about six. 20 20 exactly. <laughs> um and then i i always make sure before i go out i have electrolytes as I come back, I'll have electrolytes. I'll sink a pint of water. Um, and if I have it, I'll use, oh, what is it called? Um, it's like a yellow paste. Glutathione. It basically Glutathione, yeah. it allows your like liver to break down alcohol better. Um, yeah, you're not going to be like as hungover. Um, but like Zao said as well, if I can, I will move around stuff. Also, I think it's important to note, like you said with like how you then need to be on point afterwards there's an interesting topic where like i always talk about joe rogan but like i listen to any other podcast i really listen to but he he said how like mentality like as much as you can build it up it can break be broken straight away like and i think that's the biggest thing people need to understand and that's a really big thing in all or nothing mindset like as soon as you go for that drink in your head you may not be thinking about it at the time but it might be like at the back of your head you're like oh this is a bad decision and then you start justifying other bad decisions so it's really yeah. important it's fragile. I, yeah i find the day after like like you said i need to start building that momentum straight away because as soon as one thing goes and then another thing goes it's a very quick kind of spiral down definitely 100 percent. i think it's all the, yeah that's why like don't plan to train and like if you think it's realistic that you're going to be you know, hungover in bed, dying. Don't plan a training session the next day because then when you miss that session, you're mm. going to feel so horrible. And then when you have a shit session, you're like, oh, this is stupid. 100%. And you percent like, dominoes because I feel sad. No, definitely. I think, no, but that's another good thing I was going to say was I think my best game changer is um, have um, have meals in your house already that you can munch the next day. So mm-hmm. what I would do, what I used to do was I would be like, oh, I've got like four chicken breasts in the fridge and I've got rice and stuff. I can just make that tomorrow. So I really want to slice up and weigh 150 grams of chicken and then season it and then cook it and then make rice and vegetables and I'm hungover. No, 
No, I want so a cheesy flatbread, mate. That's what I want. That's what I'm saying, yeah. So have something like I, I, I would always just just grab a pack of like bacon medallions, um, and like some bagels, and then have like obviously you've got protein shakes and whatever. Just so when I wake up in the morning, I'm starving. I can just munch something straight away. Mm-hmm. Did you have any others? Uh, yeah. Let me pick a good one. Um, someone asked who's fastest over a twenty meter sprint between me or you. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I'm not that fast. I feel okay. like I'm a burner's secretly. Yeah, I'm gonna. I mean, I'm gonna say myself. Unfortunately, we'll have to test it out in person. But I, I was gonna like say I'm that's that that that's that, that's a, that's a good new video to do. But yeah, uh, hamstring I'd, I'd probably yeah, I'd probably back myself on that one. To be honest, mm-hmm. about mm-hmm. Um, how about this one? Uh, choose one. No vapes or no way um, for the rest of your life. I want to say no, but like, as I keep saying this, I promised myself. I'll your vape, by the way, before as I as I was asking the question, you hit your vape. Yeah, I know. Uh, that's what I literally I was like, just <laughs> so be honest, <laughs> be be as brutally honest as you can. No, like, I, I don't, first of all, I don't justify it. Like, I've never said to any of my clients, like, oh, in a dieting phase, use a vape because it's it, that isn't fitness. Um, I genuinely just use it because it does. I notice, like, I can actually, I can fart, I can. I can fast a whole day if I abuse a vape. And that is that good? No. But does it work for me? Yes. And sometimes do I need that? Yes. Um, I think for me, I would give up vapes because a lot of the time I I tend to, unless I've meal prepped the day before, I heavily rely on whey. Like I'll probably have like oats and whey in the morning. I'll have like cream of rice and whey. And it's just like, it's nice to break up like your sources of protein instead of just having meat all the time. Uh, yeah. realistically like yeah i'm relying on a, a vape now but if someone said to me like you can't have a vape anymore i could do it would it be harder yes but at the end of the day is what it is yeah no 100 percent. i mean yeah i'm for me it's no no brain and no vapes mm. i mean i don't i'm not really on the vapes like that I no, think. all right. First of all, Zao was trying to make me out to be like some vape addict. Does no, I'm not. No, I'm just saying. I'm, all right. I'm just saying. I'm not like a proper full time vapor like that. I have like yeah. If, if I will hundred percent say if, if I have one, mm. like maybe if I've if I've gone out and I've um and I'm, and I've got one, mm. I will hundred percent chuff it the next day and and do you know what I mean? But I'm not someone who's like on my rest days where I'm like okay cool I need to um I'm gonna fast till one o'clock. Uh-huh. I'm like, it's not in my head like, oh, I'm gonna need a vape. Do you know what I mean? I'm like, yeah, I've i I've managed to not not put myself there. Maybe when things get a lot harder, who knows? Do you know um, what it is as well? I think for me, and this is why I want to get out of this environment with Sainsbury's as well. Like, there's day like every single day you can go for the smoke breaks. So like, I've just picked up through others going for smoke breaks. I'm just like, oh, I can just have a vape. Do you know what I mean? Because yeah, I yeah, yeah. Work. And it's like that kind of thing, like where it's like justified in the back of your head where you're like, oh, that's what everyone else is doing it. But yeah, like, 100%. It's, after, uh, after the diet phase, as soon as I'm back from Vegas, no more vaping. Well, yeah, you, you won't have the um capability for appetite suppression at that point anyway. Nah, it's like how like I, I really like coffee, but when I'm, well, well, when I'm in an improvement phase, I just don't drink it because I just can't deal with the idea of not being hungry for like three hours because mm. I need, I'm dying to keep my appetite high. Yeah, if I sing like two monsters, I can probably fast for the whole day. Monster, really, I, I always have a monster on a rest day, or I've been having C4 recently, actually. Mm. Um, but it doesn't really do anything do, do for appetite suppression. For me, black coffee is just the best. Mm. 
by far. Okay. Right. We'll wrap up there. Um, yes, thanks for watching, people. Um, as always, we'll put question boxes um, up for the next episode. Leave feedback. Please share on your stories. Um, if you want to see anyone in particular on the show, send me a message directly. Zal, thank you for coming on. Um, no and yeah, catch you on the next one.